Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jared Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Hey, there we go. We are recording. And I have, today is a great guest, a really good friend of mine, Frank Kenmuth is on the phone. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing great. It's good to talk to the the same part of the Northwest. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I hear some dogs in the background. You have a couple dogs? Yeah, it's my uh, Great Pyrenees. Saw a deer this morning and a and a mother bear with three cubs, and uh, oh my she gosh. still thinks they're out there. She's still ready to go go after them. Well, I think. I mean, I've I've been so excited to talk to you. Uh, one. It's been too long because we usually, I mean, and I don't, and I don't know about, about you, but I know for me, uh, you're one of the first guys I, I seek out when we're at a trade show and me and you can usually find time to grab dinner together. But I think, you know, I talk to a lot of people, but I'll be honest, I've had more one-on-one conversation with you than I've had with, with anybody when, we're, when I'm out traveling. So it's, I, I've missed you, man. I really have. Well, you know what? Uh, me too. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I've been fortunate. I've had a lot of really smart people that I've worked with and I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's the way I was raised or something. Uh, uh, and I appreciate and respect hard work. But uh, when I saw what you were doing early on and saw how hard you work and, uh, you know, kind of the, the strategy you were taking, uh you know, it made me kind of see uh, a guy that was really out there, you know, trying to do it right. And uh, I had people spend time with me, so I thought I would try and uh, pay that uh, back and forward to, to someone like you. And, of course, we have developed a friendship. And, you know, I, I remember where we were, you know, talking at uh, the Pure Clean convention a couple of years back, and I just you know, I just thought, you know, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here with a guy who's, who's really done it, you know, his own way and, you know, a piece at a time. And, you know, of course, now a couple of years later, you know, I, I have an idea how big you are and I know it's a lot bigger than what you were then. And yet you still sure. uh, have done all those great things about keeping, uh, keeping contact with a customer and, you know, staying on point. And, you know, quite frankly, you helped me. Because uh, Bill and I, my partner, were talking the other day, and I said, you know, the difference between people that are successful, I think, and the ones that aren't, uh, and I cited you as an example, and I said, Jared, uh, you know, at GMS, he's he's talking to his customers. His customers know him. He knows them. And I said, you know, I think we're starting to develop a reputation at Serum for that. And uh, Jared's a great reminder that if we keep our feet on the ground and keep doing what's right, you know, that's how you grow your business. You know, sure. it's communication with the customer, keeping your feet on the street. So in a way, you've been very helpful to me. Well, I really, I really appreciate that. And I know you did, you've always been available to me when, you know, whenever I needed something in the beginning. And, uh, and yeah, I know, like you said, or, you know, just a friendship relationship has developed over the years. Um, and it's just me and you have just such a, like the same kind of the same mindset, but I think we work well off of each other too. And it is, it's that, it's that same goal. You know, you gotta, you gotta take care of the customer first. You know, I like, I want to grow organically 
and and just I think at the end of the day too, you know, I just want to make sure that that there isn't anybody that that is disappointed, one disappointed in me, or two that can that can has anything negative to say about me or the, or the process or what we've been able to do. You know, we're, I, I'm, I'm here because I want to help people and that's what I hope comes across every day. That's, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's all I'm doing over here. And I think you have that, you know, you have that same mindset. Well, I sure try to, I mean, you know, really at the, at the end of the day, I think we've lost so much sight of what's important, you know, there's a follow the money kind of attitude and uh, it's usually kept to catch people doing something wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a novel concept to be out there chasing, doing something right. And then the money comes, you know, I, I think it's the exact opposite of what we see in most of the world today. You know, a lot of people want to buy, you know, their business and they want to do this and they want to do that and think it's easy. And, you know, uh, we had a situation the other day where we had a, uh, a very large, large loss at University of Alabama. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was in a position where I could have given some really bad information. Uh, and yet uh, I haven't driven, haven't traveled anywhere except for I did make a trip to go there because I was assured it was going to be, you know, Des, you know, isolated and desolate because nobody's there. Right. Uh, and it's a good thing I did because that extra five hours worth of my time uh, would have, I mean, literally saved this customer tens of thousands, if oh, not hundreds awesome. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, and it's that little, it's that little stuff that makes a difference. I could have very easily passed this off over the phone and worked off some pictures and made some really stupid assumptions. And I'm glad I didn't because it would have been catastrophic. So uh, I think that's the, I hope that's the difference between us and others is that we, we do try and go that extra mile, do the extra step, you know? Yeah, I'm really, I I'm ready do. to put in the work for the customer. I'm not, and I think, you know, the same thing, what you're saying, I'm not worried about the money. I'm worried about the customer. And once I take care of the customer, like the money will come. That's not, that's not anything that I'm ever worried about. I want to make sure the customer is taken care of first. Um, Cause I feel like as long as, as long as I'm providing value, and that could be value in, in many different ways. I mean, this podcast, no one pays me to do the podcast, right? But it takes up, you know, by the time you, you get one scheduled, you record one, you edit it, you get it out, you follow up with some posts, try to try to push it out there and just, you know, let people know that it exists. I mean, you're talking three, four hours a week. I don't get, I don't get paid necessarily. You know, no one's writing me a check. Here's your podcast check. But <laughs> at, the, at the same time. Right. You know, this is this is what I feel like I can. This is just another way for me that I feel like I can provide value to my customer, and and I'm always willing to do that. I'm always willing to provide value to the customer, and and yeah, I don't I don't chase the money. I think if if I can provide enough value, then people will recognize that, and and then you know the money will come. Never, it's never, Absolutely. it's never on my mind. And, and absolutely, and maybe it should be more often. <laughs> Sometimes, maybe, maybe I should think about the money a little bit more. But it's just, it never is. It's never something that drives me. And uh, yeah, well, Frank, we've we're already into this podcast almost ten minutes, and I don't even know if everybody knows who you are. So, uh, what I want to give you the opportunity to give you a minute to go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, talk about, you know, some of your background, who you are, what you're doing now. And then, uh, we're going to go from there and, and I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. I'm, I'm excited you're here, bro. 
Okay. Well, cool. Well, cool. Well, I, uh, I started, uh, my career in the early eighties and, uh, ironically, the, the lady that offered me our, my first job just passed away last week, oh. Connie Barrett, but what it was with a hair, uh, hair company called Tressa. And I spent, uh, uh, a pretty illustrious career in the, in the professional beauty industry, uh, up through basically 2003 and uh, had, you know, started my career calling on beauty salons, selling different kinds of chemistries, hair color, permanent waves, things that hairdresser would use. And uh, of course, we, we launched the professional nail care industry into the beauty salons and tanning and all of those kinds of things and ultimately ended up being a senior executive uh, with one of the largest distributors in the com country that was owned by uh, Sally Beauty Company, and uh, was a senior manager there. And, well, I kind of uh, want, if you don't, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you for a second because I want to make a point, you know, to to listeners that that uh, you know you're very much involved in the restoration industry now, but that isn't where you got your start. And I think a lot of people that, especially people that have been on the podcast, you know, it's people have. 25, 30 years, 40 years experience in restoration, but that isn't your background. That's not where you came from, which I always thought, I, I don't know, one of the, one of the things that kind of intrigued me about, about you and talking to you is, is it wasn't always the same when we got to talk about our, our past or what we were doing, it wasn't always the same conversation. Like, oh yeah, I've been doing restoration for 30 years. Like you were in something completely different. Well, precisely, but you know, what's interesting, skill sets are transferable. And yes. what I found interesting, interesting is the takeaway from this, uh, how I got introduced to this business was I, 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 I semi-retired actually in 2003. And uh, after a month of being a single father, retired, looking at myself in the, in the I was widowed by the way, uh, for a yep. long time in my life. And I'm sitting here looking and I'm, I'm setting a bad example for my boys. I've got nothing to do. Uh, I sought something out and I, I did, uh, you know, some uh, turnaround work for a large investment bank where I would uh, be brought on as a president or CEO and, and help take companies through either a bankruptcy or tear it down or anything. You, you made a lot of money, but it was got a horrible working environment. And then all of a sudden RPM approached me and they owned a company called ChemSpec. And that introduced me to the professional carpet cleaner and the restoration industry. And that was in 2005. And that's how I started in this business. But the transferability of skills between the carpet cleaner, the professional hairdresser, the stylist, the professional uh, restoration company and, and their associates, all of that is education driven at the field level with various certifications, a very common theme. Yep. And uh, so, you know, basically uh, I transferred my life from taking out hair salons and hairdressers and nail technicians and that whole world and introduced carpet cleaners, restoration guys, and their various companies. Yep. And so it was a very easy transition for me. And as president of ChemSpec and several other companies for RPM that ultimately are now owned by uh, Legend Brands, yep. uh, as a matter of fact, that's when I left is when we were kind of facilitating uh, those changes. Uh, I joined Serum. 
Yeah. And Serum Products has been my life for now the last eight years. And uh, uh, we were a direct company. We make hydrogen peroxide products. My partner, Bill Lyon, founded the company six years prior to that. And, uh, you know, he was going direct. And when I came on board, he said, I'm looking for somebody to to help me figure out what to do with something that I'm not sure I know what to do with it, but I know it's good. And I know I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to be honest with the customers. I want to, I want to give them the best tools possible. I want to create products that are going to perform and, uh, but I'm not sure how to do it. And I said, well, Bill, let's hold hands for a while and let's see if we can figure it out. And uh, that was uh, eight years ago. And now we have, a whopping 26 customers in the United States, distribution customers, yep. where we used to have over 4,000 direct customers. We moved all of that over into distribution. And yes. what makes us unique, Jarrett, is, and I think you're the same way, is uh, we don't sell everybody with a checkbook. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, I learned from the beauty industry years ago that if you want to have value to the customer, you need to stay focused. And the only way to do that is to, you know, really stay focused on who you can sell through to get to them so that they can be better trained, better equipped. Uh, I like to thank our distributors, uh, uh, whether they're large or small, know more about our stuff kind of on a per product basis than they might know about somebody else's primarily because we spend so much time with them or we, we attempt to, you know, and you can only do that when you have a few by comparison, other companies in our industry will sell a hundred, maybe 125 guys, you know, and it's, harder to keep track you know, it's of. awfully, it, it, it's, it's awfully hard to herd the cats yeah. at that point and do the education. But what's interesting is, since I joined the company, I personally have done over 450 trainings. Oh, wow. You well, know, and I know you're busy because I see you out all the time and run into you. And, and I think the difference and one of the things, honestly, that's always impressed me about you is, is whenever we do run into each other, I'm usually, you know, where are you going next? I'm usually heading home and you're like, oh, this is just one stop of 14. And you're just like, <laughs> like you are just going going, going. And, uh, I don't know. It's always, it's, it has impressed me. I will say I don't get to the customer. You get, you gave me too much credit. I don't get to my distributors, uh, with the education as much as I should, or, or I could, I could, that's somewhere I could definitely do better. And I have looked to you, uh, for that, you know, for that, for that advice and that wisdom. And, and I'm always impressed by what you're doing because you're so focused on it. And, and in my opinion, just crushing it. So, well, I like I, I'll tell you what, I haven't done a darn thing since January, and, it, and it, <laughs> it's driving me nuts, except for I did do something. Bill and I hired Jesse Fields, who used to run uh, the Procyon Company over in Spokane, Washington, and we've been chasing Jesse for years. Okay. Um, and, you know, just trying to make it work, and, you know, the guys have, he's just huge integrity. And uh, when I approached him over a year ago, you know, the, that was a privately held company and the owner had died and he said he'd made a commitment to them and he couldn't, uh, he did not want to go back on a commitment and I perfectly understood. So it, sure. it took us another year and a half to get him uh, as he was helping to transition that business. But here I've got all this help now uh, on the West Coast and he's in lockdown. 
Right. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're hoping to uh, take this last six months full of investment and, you know, uh, and significant investment, both in a in a great guy and a new associate on our team who can really carry the water, uh, you know, as we come out of this. You know, I, I think we can be that much more effective, you know, Good. to 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 cover places where I just can't go anymore. Let's not let's face it. Uh, uh, had a little health scare in January. I had a little too much weight on and, uh, I'm now 40 pounds lighter and hike hiking parts of the Appalachian trail each weekend. So I'm in much better shape, but I've also learned that it's, you can enjoy yourself too. So Jesse's going to have to pick up a bunch of the slack. Well, I was going to bring up, uh, the weight loss because I know when we talked, we saw each other in January and that was the last time, uh, I, well, I think, was it at Nexus? Is that where we? Yeah. That was Actually, it was March. March. It was in March. And you look, you look great. Yeah, and thank I'm, you. Yeah, I'm, I was down I'm about down 40 20 pounds. more since then. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I saw, now down 40. I saw a picture of you just recently uh, out on the trail, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, Frank looks good. You've, you, you have, you've, <laughs> lost, you've lost some weight, but you look good, man. Thank you. It's my, it's my wife's wonderful cooking. Uh, and, uh, 2000 calories a day. Plus, uh, you know, I, we, I can hike, uh, eight miles and still go play 18 holes of golf and walk it now where in December, when we went bowling, uh, just to kill some time, I was, I was 40 pounds heavier and just, I just didn't feel right. Could barely throw a ball. So, uh, so, you know, I saw what you look like in, in Vegas and I thought I got to get there. So <laughs> well, uh, 40 is kind of the you magic. Did. Well, I've got another, I've got, I got, I went 257. I'm now at about 215, 216. And if I can get to 205, that's college basketball weight for me, baby. All right. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, no, I started, I started 272 right now. I think I'm right. Just over 230. Um, but yeah, I want to get amazing. I want to get down to about two fifteen is my is my goal and uh, and yeah, it's such it's such a big difference if you can drop just that. I mean, I don't want to say little bit. Forty pounds is a lot. I mean, it, it really is, and it's a lot of hard work to do it. But if you if you if you can, if it's weight that you needed to, I mean, like you were saying, you know, going to play bowling to where now you're hiking eight miles and playing golf. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just started uh, I just started training jujitsu just for, for something to do. I know we talked a little bit before the podcast started about, man, we're, you know, I'm in, I'm in Seattle, we're in lockdown and I'm just a, and I'm a guy that likes to get out and see people and talk and, and interact. And uh, yeah, I found a jujitsu school that was, that was open. They're running half capacity, which is kind of funny because we roll around on the mat, like on top of each other, very close, but at half capacity. Um, But anyway, uh, not to get into that conversation of, of how it, but yeah, started, uh, started training that. And there's no way, there's no way I could have done it with 40 more pounds on. There's no possible way. So it's, that's, it's, it's freeing almost, you know, you lose a little bit of weight and you can just, just how much more energy you have and how much more you're able to do. Uh, it's awesome. And I, I'm, I well, can't wait to lose another 15. Yeah. Well, me either. And you know what else I found? is, you know, it's easy. I'm 60 years old and I'm not old, uh, but uh, I had become sedentary 
uh, and it sneaks up on you. And, uh, you know, I had a, uh, a wake up call yeah. and, uh, and of course I've, you know, I've, I've, I finally did get married to my, you know, high school sweetheart, college sweetheart, uh, yep. uh, two years ago. And, uh, I've got this wonderful support mechanism and somebody who, who, you know, is, is already healthy and, uh, she keeps me in check, but, um, in spite of all that, I just wasn't maybe doing it. And it crept up on me and man, it, to your point about being freeing, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I can, my mind is clearer. Uh, I believe I'm considerably sharper, uh, and, uh, that never hurt anybody, but uh-huh. most importantly, um, uh, I've got a future, Yeah, <laughs> you know, where I, we've set a goal to hike the entire Appalachian trail over the next 10 years. Well, that's averaging a little over 200 miles a year. Now I think we can do it, but, uh, I, that's a, that's a, I mean, it, I, I'm not doubting that you can do now. it, but that's big. That's a big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, but I'm actually in my head because I'm very goal driven, always have been my whole life, uh, easily distracted, but very goal driven <laughs> to be able to, 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 to actually sit down and sit with my wife and have a serious conversation and then go out and start to perform. Yeah. Over the last month, I mean, we are halfway through the Georgia Trail, and in some parts we hiked it twice. So, in in point of fact, we over the last two weeks we've hiked, you know, close to seventy miles. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, just throwing that in on the weekends, you know, yep. Uh, and a few and a few days during the week, the fact that you can do that, and you know, it's, it's not doom and gloom for ten years from now. I'm telling you. I think I'll be, you know, if I keep it up, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, I've got a shot at being real active into my late seventies and eighties. That's, that's kind of exciting to me. Well, and I'm, and I'm excited for you cause I'm sitting here, I'm 39 years old. So you've got 20 years on me. And for, I feel like for us to be on the same kind of journey right now together, I just hope that I can still do it in 20 years. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. You're doing, you're doing you know, awesome. I'm sure you will. Well, and I was, and I love where you guys are at. So, I mean, you're talking earlier, you'll have to, you'll have to kind of describe the location. I'm talking like, like the scenery, but I know you're in Georgia. You're pretty much in a big national forest. Aren't you kind of surrounded by national forest? And then, yeah, uh, we're in, yeah, we're, we're two and a half hours out of, uh, basically central from the airport in Atlanta. Okay. About an hour and about an hour and forty five minutes from our office in Marietta, and uh, we're in northeast Georgia in a little town called Blairsville, and it's the highest one of the highest cities in in Georgia. And uh, you know we've we've got you know I know it's not Colorado or certainly your your neck of the woods high mountains, but uh, it's all part of the the Blue Ridge Mountains that run from and all and the various names of them. The Chattahoochee National Forest it runs all the way from Atlanta all the way up to Maine, yeah. and uh, it's let's just say our backyard uh, is millions of acres of unspoiled land with lots of trails on it, yeah. and lots of wildlife. You know, so it's it's not a bad gig. Rains a lot up here, uh, but uh, you you get about a ten degree temperature drop and about a twenty percent humidity drop out of Atlanta. 
when I've seen some of the pictures that you showed me and it's just, it's just beautiful up there. I mean, where, where you're at, is just, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's very, well, it's not bad. And we, and we get snow and we did have a couple snowstorms this year. So you kind of have that ski resort feel, but, uh, it's still one of those places in the country where you can do it affordably. Uh, you know, if you took what we have here and put it in Park City, Utah, uh, we couldn't afford it. Sure. You know, yep. or put it in put it in Aspen or Crested Butte, or you know, you pick the you pick the you know, heck, certainly in your neck of the woods. You <laughs> know, uh, as you're looking up uh, towards those various mountains, you you couldn't afford it. So it's 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 been kind of nice, and I commute to work uh, daily uh, before the uh, the Corona thing i was able to uh, i was traveling a lot so i would you know not necessarily be in the office all the time but uh i do have a hotel and of course uh i would stay there but we also you know part of part of what makes serum kind of fun is we have the school we uh have an association with a school called emergency mitigation technicians academy uh mark cornelius uh, EMTA and Serum are partners okay. in, uh, in our marketing and in our uh, roles as far as supporting the, the restoration and remediation business as well as the carpet cleaning business. And so uh, in five years, that, I think we just had our five-year anniversary with Mark and his team. We've watched him grow from one educator, Mark, to now six educators uh, in our building, we have obviously a, a dedicated classroom for EMTA, but we also have dedicated workstations and buildings in the back of our warehouse yeah. that we can work, uh, teach fire and smoke, uh, water, you know, flood. We have uh, carpet repair and actually have large portable panels for that. And we have trauma uh, cubicles where actual trauma work is done. And uh, the only thing we don't do is uh, is applied structural drying for the most part. Um, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, we just had our first Spanish-speaking water class. And we have the oh, wow. first and only Spanish-certified educator with IICRC in the country. Oh, that's cool. So, so that's, we, I didn't know this. This And that's in your building? It's all under one roof? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's really Yeah, cool. we take great pride in that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, we're not that smart, but <laughs> we have been able to look at other companies that have similar type situations. You know, uh, I, I make no bones about it. I, I think Legend Brands, you know, has done a lot of great things for the industry, Dry Ease and, you oh, know, yeah. ChemSpec and various companies and everything. And one of the things that they did very well was they've always had a, a, a strong educational component to their to their world and of course having worked for a, a common company in rpm for so many years and, and been a, an officer of that business uh it wasn't lost on me that uh if you see something that works uh it's okay to to duplicate it elsewhere and so very quickly uh with our twist on it yeah. so you know, I give credit where credit is due. They do great things. We thought we could use that same model very effectively in our world, uh, particularly in lieu of the fact that we have so few distributors by choice. It, it allowed us to to really target that. And so consequently, you know, EMTA and Serum have expanded, you know, 
really globally. I mean, you know, we've got classes going on in Australia, New Zealand, you know, all over Canada, uh, wow. you know, uh, you know, United States, UK. And of course, all these places, Serum is going now. So it's uh, it's been really a, a, a super relationship and, and one of great credibility, in my opinion, because we, uh, you know, we, we absolutely follow IICRC guidelines and, and try and speak the truth so that there's not a lot of, uh, you know, I, I just don't want there to be any mythology about serum and what we do or what we say, that kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. And you guys have, I didn't realize your reach was that far. I guess, you know, before this, before we started this podcast, man, I knew I was going to have you on. I was excited to talk to you, but I feel like so many times I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, Frank, I don't know what serum is or does. And I've talked to you, I don't know how many hours and hours and hours we have talked, but it seems like our conversations always turn into uh, more of a philosophy or a business structure or a model or, or something, I guess, maybe larger. What is, what is, what does Serum do? I don't even know what it does. Good, I, I'm like, I'm like embarrassed. I'm embarrassed <laughs> like admitting okay. this to you, We're, but it's just, I don't even know what it is. Well, that's okay. We're the hydrogen peroxide guys. Okay. My partner uh, was the first guy to, to develop uh, a 20% formulated hydrogen peroxide that uh, by formulated, I mean that instead of just diluting it to 20% with uh, DI water or, or something like that, okay. uh, he was able to tinker with it from a pH perspective and then stabilize it uh, in a pH range of around three. And uh, there's meaning to that madness. Uh, the hydroxyl radical count is very high when you bring the pH down on hydrogen peroxide, whether it's at 3% or at 20%. And at 20, you get the bonus of all these hydroxyl radicals, which are the, if you will, the Pac-Men that go after the organic loads. Okay. Uh, and, and more specifically, they go after the proteins and then, then some of the electrons on those proteins and, and strip them so that they can't function anymore. And it makes cleaning mold and organic loads very simple uh, with a byproduct of basically once this reaction takes place, water and oxygen. It makes hydrogen peroxide a, a very great selection as a cleaning tool. And uh, so Bill, by making a 20%, had made one a little more effective, certainly a, a lot more concentrated than the other types that had been available to us as retail consumers and even to the commercial market. You've heard of OxyClean and yep. those kinds of technologies. Well, those are all sodium percarbonate, or powdered hydrogen peroxide or hydrogen peroxide type products, H2O2 in very low concentrations, some as low as the brown bottle that you have under your sink. That's 3%. Okay. And uh, it's uh, basically our mission was to come with technologies, uh, and this is where it gelled with my philosophy of leaving it better than the way you find it. Uh, we wanted to reduce our reliance upon petroleum-altered or man-altered products. 
we did not want our environmental footprint to be one that needed to be cleaned up after you cleaned up. Right. And so uh, most of my senior adult life, I have been a huge environmental advocate. And that's how Bill and I, when we first started talking and he said, you know, this is what I want to do with hydrogen peroxide. It was like, okay, I get it. I mean, you know, and you're on the cusp of doing some really cool things. And so from that, there are several hydrogen peroxide products we make, serum CU, serum 1000, serum SVC. Uh, There's a couple of more things I can tell you about that are on the horizon, Uh, but I I can't reveal those just yet because there's some uh, patent and trademark stuff and and then, of course, the the coolest thing was systemizing it. So as Jared, as guys go out and clean organic loads, and that's anything from a water loss, a fire loss, mold, crime and trauma. You know, we've been used on the, the Boston Marathon cleanup was cleaned up with all serum. Okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking to get all that organic material off the streets, get the streets open, uh, knowing that the residues were water and oxygen. They did not want to screw up the Boston Harbor in the process. Sure. Yeah. So that's what serum is. We're, we're basically a company that makes stuff, makes hydrogen peroxide products for the most part, uh, that are great tools to help the professional cleaner go attack the cleaning problems of the day in a system that drive a lot of the manual labor out of it, a lot of the costs, so we can help them become more profitable. And the bonus is that we're not leaving the environment worse than we found it. And that's important to me. That Yeah, you know? no, that is. I mean, and the customer. Uh, we, we deal with customers that have chemical sensitivities and all kinds of things all the time. And it's really easy to, to, well, it's never difficult to talk to a customer who has those issues, but it's easy to provide them information, SDS sheets and things for their professionals to make an assessment because we never would do that. We're not doctors, but for people to provide them with SDSs and formulary, you know, that, that discuss something that turns to water and air, right. You know, that gets their attention. You know, there's a certain pride that I take in knowing that, we're not hurting people. Now that said, you got to use full PPE and all kinds of things in any mold job. And if you're using serum, uh, you better be wearing full PPE because 20% hydrogen peroxide can burn you okay. if you're not properly protected. So anyway, long-winded answer to a short question. No, that's no, what that's, serum does. No, that's good. How is it applied? Like, what, what's the what's the applic- well, I guess not even. I want to say applied in application, but like kind of walk me through a job and how you, how you use serum. Well, it used to be applied with pump up sprayers and airless paint sprayers, but several years ago we developed and patented downstream injection, soft wash spray systems, one called the eliminator. And like so many of your first, you overbuilt it uh, with lots of doodads and whatchamacallits and, bells and whistles okay. and make it very expensive. And of course we did and it did a great job, but we're, <laughs> but we're now on our fourth iteration of that with a, with a new technology in the serum mini, 
that we have brought over into the eliminator. And we have two systems uh, They are soft wash. They draw serum 1000 or any one of our other chemistries. And through the process of our patented downstream acceleration process, we can inject a second chemical that basically super excites an already super excited product, hydrogen peroxide, and allows us to tackle staining on surfaces in one step. And uh, basically still have the safety attributes of hydrogen peroxide uh, without the safety concerns of an I a lot of the sodium hypochlorite products that have been that have proliferated across the industry. Those products are great stain removers. However, uh, when used incorrectly and in small spaces, uh, and they can leave some residues and things. And so, when used properly, they're fine. Uh, but uh, but uh, we eliminate a lot of that. And of course, the the interesting thing about the delivery system, which now allows us to be the serum system, is that it's highly repeatable, easily trainable, and very scalable. And it allowed us to uh, get involved in jobs, new construction mold jobs that would be three, four, five, six, ten million square feet. Oh wow! And done. Uh, very, very uh, economically. So it's uh, it's it's put us in a in a position to provide a super alternative for insurance companies and large uh, you know restoration companies that tackle these jobs. And I mean, I'm talking about everything from University of Alabama most recently to Clemson University to uh, uh, oh gosh. Uh, buildings on a three three unique buildings on a bay in Southern California to uh, you know what I call the Hampton Hotel model all over the country you know hotels like a Hampton or a Holiday Inn that are built they're built with wood framing they all got mold in them guys go in there and and do those jobs and they're nice hundred and fifty thousand hundred eighty five thousand dollar jobs and takes them you know ten days Wow. That kind of stuff, you know, it's, and they're clean. And they're, you yeah. know, so, you know, if you had to do that with a, with a soda blaster or an ice blaster, cost you a half million bucks and a couple of months. So, you know, it really puts you in, it puts you in a good position. That's a huge difference. So, so that's what we do. We want to be able to make it economical for guys to go out there and expand their businesses. Yeah. And here's the key message, Jared. If you can take a job, that normally takes you four or five days to do and compress it to a day and a half. I'm talking about just the clean portion, not the setup or the drying or all the, the pre things that have to happen, but the cleaning portion yeah. and do it with two highly qualified guys and they can knock it out in a day and a half. And you can do that on every job and experience that savings. This is a way to help the contractor make the pie bigger for themselves, because how do you expand your business? There's only one way or two ways. Uh, and I like to think we offer a third. The first way is you add more people. Well, that's very costly. Yep. The other way is you attack it with different systems and hopefully can reduce your people. Well, the third way is really 
have a dramatic decrease in the amount of time that it takes you to do a job that frees up more days to do more work. And then of course you can add customers at that point. And of course, benefit from the increased response times and everything. And of course, we have customers that will tell us you've inverted our profit model. In other words, where it used to cost me 6,000 bucks to do a, uh, a $10,000 job, it now costs me 2,500 bucks or $3,000 to do a $10,000 job. Right. And that gives me flexibility. So that's what serum is. That's what we're all about. You know, we're a system, a tool, a company uh, that provides tools, uh, not only the tools to do the work, but the education to support it. Uh, and an attitude that I believe represents putting the, the contractor first and, of course, uh, making sure that uh, that one spot above them is the customer, making sure that they get everything they need by that well-trained contractor to get their problem solved. You're kind of covering everybody. I mean, you're you're really taking care. You're really taking care of everybody. You're taking care of the the business owners and giving them more opportunity. You're taking care of the the guys in the field because you're making their job easier, and you're giving the customer a better experience with a a natural product. We'd like to think <laughs> <laughs> it's a lofty goal, but I mean, it's it's what we do every day. Yeah, we have to believe it. I believe it because that's what we that's what we sell. Yep. Yep. No, and I can, and I follow along. I mean, on the power box side, that's, I mean, that's in a sense, that's what we do. We want to save you time on your job, make sure you get the right amount of equipment set because you have more power. Now you can set more equipment and, and get the job done faster, right? Be less intrusive for the customer. You're there less days. You know, you're not tripping breakers and coming back and, and have another, have another day, another, and now you can get to that next job you know, you can add more jobs to your schedule over the year because you're saving time. I mean, it's, it's a very, I think very similar in, in, the, it's, in it's, a sense. Absolutely. It's absolutely the same. I mean, it, it's truly transferable. And what's, what's also interesting on a, on a power side, both of our machines only pull like 0.5 amps. So we actually can run. I mean, I was, I was doing some work down in Houston and, uh, Louisiana with a lot of the flooding and then down in Florida. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was down there with uh, Justin Brown, who also is a jiu-jitsu guy and working with Whitney Weissman okay. yeah. uh, on some projects down in the in Marathon. And we had our van there and I had a, an eliminator spray system and I'm running it off the, uh, off the battery of the van through my inverter. I had a 300 watt inverter in the van. Really? And, uh, well, yeah, because there were, you know, power when there is none is critical. And we didn't even want to steal a half a watt or a half an amp from the machines being used on all these houses. So I just ran it off, ran an extension cord off the van and we're down there spraying houses. Oh my so, gosh. That's uh, amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to think of everything. Unfortunately, Bill, my partner, you know, he's that guy. Yeah. You know, he's been doing it a long time and he's probably one of the best formulary chemists I've ever known, but he's also what people don't know about him is he's a Vietnam veteran and a trained electrical person uh, through the military. And this guy used to work on 
airplanes and communication systems in Vietnam back before we were places we said we were. And uh, he's uh, he's got a quite a, a breadth of knowledge of the electrical process involved in in what we do and and how to pay attention and uh, to dealing with problems. And of course, I will tease you a little bit. Uh, there may be something else coming uh, over the next less than a year that will involve some rather clever use of electricity. Uh, that I'll tell you. Okay. That's as far as I can go with it as a teaser, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So. Well, I'm, ex- yeah, I'm excited. I mean, anytime there's anything new coming out, I'm excited about it. And I know, you know, your guys' place in the market, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about serum or the product or the process or the people. Um, and then even learning that, uh, that bills, you know, uh, a vet and, and thank him for his service for me. Um, just even adds to kind of the, the I'll say specialness of, of serum. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's small companies like that. It's, it's people that, that really take pride in what they do. It's the, it's the attitude. It's, it's, you care, you want to help, uh, you know, it's all of that combined and it's what really makes you guys unique and, and attractive, I think also, uh, you know, and then, and then obviously your product works. So it's, it's, it's a great, everything comes together so well. And, and uh, yeah, no, it's, that's, that's well, awesome. Thank I, you for explaining I, it to I, me. I appreciate it. I mean, listen, I can tell you this. We've made enough mistakes to, to you know, cover the wall with, you know, credits, trying to take, you know, make it right to customers and do all the things. I mean, we can, we can screw up with the best of them, but uh, I think you, you earn the opportunity to, to do that if, you, if you're really trying to keep your heart in the right place and stay humble and do the right thing. And right now... Uh, that's all we're doing. I mean, yeah. there's no magic juice. We don't have the magic bullet. Our products are very good, uh, admittedly. But, you know, if you use, there's a lot of good products out there. And if you if you become a master of your of your usage, you can be successful with anything. We just like to think we, we have a little better mousetrap. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, if I were to leave it with folks, I would say, give us a try. You know, take a look at us. Uh, I think we make sense. I think we're logical. But uh, if it doesn't, uh, I would say make a commitment to yourself to become a master of your craft and uh, and the crafts that you do use, uh, because there's there's so many ways to be successful in the process part, uh, you know, doing the work and that kind of thing. The hardest part is is having the mindset to to, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and not get a sore nose, you know, stay focused. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we just like to think, I mean, I was on Facebook this morning and I saw some people talking about things and I've been very careful to try and honor the various rules of these various groups and only answer questions, uh, when they're specific to serum, uh, because I, you know, I truly believe that, you know, the real, the the biggest opportunity for our industry is for everybody to get focused, you know, learn what you're doing, you know, find the guy that's doing it better than you and emulate that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. learn from there. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing new been that's been invented really. 
you know, a technology thing or a technology here, but find out what the guy that is really successful is, is doing and let's, let's do what he's doing. And, uh, that's all we're doing at Serum is we're, you know, I'm emulating folks that are much smarter than me and, you know, doing things in other industries that we're able to transfer to this and, and, uh, and steal from, you know, other people in this industry and, and, you know, try and create a, a better way, a better process, and hopefully a better feeling, you know, at the end of the day. Well, I think you, you touched on something that I was actually thinking about last night. I don't I mean, I don't remember why I was thinking about it, but I, what I was thinking about is, you know, kind of like what you're saying, but mine was, you know, basically surrounding yourself with, with good people. Um, I, I truly believe you're only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And, and I know that, and I think you're kind of saying that same thing. Um, you know, we're going to be talking more about process. I'm talking more about relationship and then just, just internal growth. Uh, but at the same time, like I remember it, it was about, I'm guessing it was about 10 years ago, maybe even less than that, eight years, seven years. Like it's, you know, kind of recent where I made a conscious, a conscious decision to pretty much evaluate the people that are in my life and go like, do I want to be this person? You're, you know, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And, uh, like I said, it was a conscious decision I made. I'm constantly evaluating the people that, that I keep close to me, the people that I spend my time with. My time, I don't want to say like my time is valuable, but it, time is something you don't get back. Once it's, you know, if I spend, if I spend a dinner, two-hour dinner talking with this person, I'm not going to get that time back. So I need to make sure that, that I'm, I'm spending it wisely. I'm kind of like all over the place here, but, you know, it, it it's something that it's definitely helped me. And, and like I said, just, just consciously evaluating the people that I'm around and, and like you said, trying to emulate them, but, but having them, having them around to, to bounce ideas off of, to look up to, to see what they're doing. And, and it changes you. It, it puts you on a whole nother level when you, when you start to emulate people and find people that are better than, you know, better and doing it, doing it well and people that you can follow. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I remember looking back over my career and having stages where I, I was, I was really a, a jerk. Mm. Uh, I hadn't matured. I, I wasn't managing people probably the way I should have, certainly the way I would today. Uh, and uh, I found out, and I'm not going to, it was my responsibility, but I was working for somebody who made it very easy for me to fall into that pattern. It was not his fault, okay, uh, but it was my fault for emulating the wrong kind of style. And it became the culture of the business I was in. And uh, I thought to myself, gosh, you know, this is ridiculous. And so, you know, it, it was in my, it was in my forties about your, your time frame where I just said, I can't, you know, I got to get, you know, stand up and fly right. And, yeah. uh, of course, uh, what you say is absolutely true. And what's amazing is it was a, it was a life-changing moment for me from a, from a personal development side, because all of a sudden I'm, I'm really, back to who I think I should be. And uh, magically, the business I was in charge of started to 
skyrocket because uh, the problem wasn't the business. The problem was the guy leading it. Yep. And and that guy was me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So at at any rate, you know, my brother reminded me of a, we had a common economics professor at DePaul University. His name was Dr. Ralph Gray. But he said, uh, Frank, figures can lie and liars can figure. And this was in 1981 or two that I got this valuable lesson. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, what a valuable time to to bring that out, because here I was, I was figuring at 40, I had it pretty well licked. And, uh, you know, I was able to support everything I did with the numbers I had and uh, and show kind of growth. But what I couldn't capture was the lost or the missed opportunities that came from poor management style and those kinds of things. So when you, you know, when you when you change and you, and you get more focused and you start weeding out those bad influences and that brings us back to where you, you first discussed it and getting rid of the negative influences, man, life gets fun and life changes. So, uh, you know, I get it. I, I, we have we have a very small circle of, of friends, a ton of acquaintances. Yes. Yeah, me you too. Know, you're a friend. You know who else was a friend? Uh, Bert Lejeski. Oh, my gosh. That was so sad. That was such sad news. I couldn't be on this thing without mentioning a little bit about Bert and his association with Benefect. But what most people don't know and Well, uh, can I, can I that, pause you just for a second? So I've I've – Met Bert a couple of times, always a nice guy, always came up, found me, asked how I was doing. I never had a a deeper conversation with him. So so what I'm what I'm alluding to, I really want you to talk about your your experiences with Bert because I don't I don't have any more than just his smile, a handshake, and and hearing about the day. You know, just very yeah. surface. So, so it's all yours. Take it away. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, just a just a quick because he's he was just he's just a good guy, and I just feel like you know as as fun as these podcasts are, it's also an opportunity to recognize people that were greater than you. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I don't want to lose sight of that. And uh, he he and I went back to his Zinzer days at RPM. Uh, when I was over on the uh, RPM2 side, which was ChemSpec and several other companies that I was a part of. And we were working in concert. Bert was selling uh, permawash for Zinzer. And uh, uh, he and I became friends because he was trying to get ChemSpec into a particular company in Birmingham. And that was Lee Buchanan, who's a salesman for Ramsco today. It was her father's business. Aztec. And uh, so this is like 2005 or six. And that's when I first met Bert. And uh, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, as passionate as he as he was uh, in our life and as we all knew him in the restoration business, he was the he was the number one guy at Zinzer selling permawash all over the country. He traveled. Uh, We became fast friends. He 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 kind of never knew a stranger. And, uh, so from 2005 to obviously, uh, the most, the last time I saw him was at the bar in Vegas at Nexus in March. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, uh, uh, he, uh, you know, where he held court, <laughs> as you know, <laughs> uh, but he, uh, 
he was just a good friend. And uh, through that process early on, we looked at buy-in companies in concert with Zinzer. This is before, you know, everything got reorganized, but, you know, he and his bosses, we all became pretty acquainted and we were looking at different processes. And of course, Bert was that guy that always uh, was looking beyond the hood ornament. He was yeah. always looking way down the road and, and how he could strategize and figure out ways to, to help folks and, uh, and of course, uh, be a pure salesman. Uh, and uh, so a lot of that old school coupled with some new school. And of course, most importantly was he was just a great, nice guy. And of course, uh, my credit to Sam and the guys at Benefect when they hired him, uh, you know, they bought a true ambassador and, and uh, I don't think for one second he ever let them down. So uh, at any rate, I just wanted to mention, uh, you know, Burt, because Absolutely. that's a very recent pain for most of us uh, who knew him. So uh, at any rate. Yeah, no, so. absolutely. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, it was just like I said when I first I first saw the news that that Bird had passed on Facebook, and it, and it was just I I just remember I just kind of sat back in my chair and went, oh, like that one that one hurts, that one that one hurts, and and um so my thoughts go out to his family, and uh, yeah, that's a, a loss. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so, uh, well, any so. Kind of, Frank, one thing I could talk, and we've done this plenty of times, but I can talk to you for hours because we can just keep, we can just keep going and going. And I feel like I absorb so much and learn so much from you. But at the same time, I'm sure our listeners don't want to hear us go on with a three hour conversation today. But no, it's time. It's time to wrap it up. I've got a, I've got a call with uh, somebody that I am uh, about to hit in about, uh, eight minutes. Okay. So, well, uh, we'll make it I need, quick. I, I got need... one, one last question for you. Yeah. You are, I, I know you've got, uh, you've got the new marriage, you got the weight loss, you're doing the, the Appalachian mountains, uh, the trails, the hiking kind of what's, uh, what's next for you? What is the next, what are the next five years? What are you hoping for? Uh, honestly, I would like to work until I'm not relevant anymore. Hmm. You know, I, 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 I'd like to be hopefully smart enough and savvy enough that I can contribute, you know, in some fashion. Yeah. Uh, I, I love what I do. Uh, I think my partner does. He's such a great example. And uh, at the end of the day, I think, you know, I, I heard somebody say, when you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. You know, okay. at 60, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm pretty green okay. and, uh, and growing again. And, and of course, I, I don't remember where I've ever worked harder, although this COVID thing has allowed me to back, back off and kind of catch my breath, but, um, or had more fun, you know? So yeah. I, I, I think, what are my plans? I guess keep having fun. <laughs> Dude, I love <laughs> How's it. That? I love it. I love it. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I one of the th- reasons I respect you and just love hanging out with you. Um, I mean, you're you're 60 years old and you're showing no signs of slowing down. And if anything, you're you're still green. You know, in your words, you're still green. You're still learning. You're still going. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it's an it's an inspiration to me as, as I feel like I'm getting older and to go. Well, Frank, Frank's 60. He's still. Uh, he's still running harder than I am right now at, at 60. So uh, 
I always appreciate you, man. It's always fun to hang out with you. Well, I appreciate you. And, you know, one, one thing I do want to say is a shout out to, you know, we have common distributor customers and of course, many common contractor customers. Yes. But, uh, I, I'd like to think that we've got the best distribution network. We do. You and I. Yeah. In the in the country, and and one thing that I think needs to be said is that you know there's going to be a lot of change that that I foresee coming from the COVID, a new norm. Yeah. And if I had to impart one thing, I'd say as an industry, we need to unite uh, rather than fight. And I think it's important that we support each other and we support our industry partners. And that's our distributors, our locals, uh, the shopkeep, the the guy that's servicing your DHUs and your equipment. I think it's really important. I'm not taken away from the large national companies either because there's local branches, you know, but I do think it's important that uh, I leave with that message that, it's time to, you know, there's a new, new game, a new normal, and uh, let's practice good practice, good sanitization. Uh, we've got a new hand sanitizer program that's about to launch, all those kinds of things. Let's, let's support each other and be responsible as we slowly ramp back up into the, into the customer world and make sure we're mindful of their needs. Uh, is from a safety and a that standpoint because that's going to be a big deal, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I'll just follow up with what you were saying. I know there's, you know, we talk about local companies versus corporate companies or large, you know, distribution, whatever. I always try to look at a person, and if that person is bringing me value, then I want to then I want to make sure to support them, no matter where they are, what, what role, you know, that kind of thing. If it's a if it's someone that's bringing me value, then I want to make sure I support them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Frank, you know what? It's okay to coach them. It's okay to coach them. You know, if they, if they're, if they're a little off, but they, but they're coachable, yeah. you know, they're not quite there yet. You know, the, the guy you're looking to, to fix your stuff, it's okay to coach them. Say, Hey, listen, you know, if you could just fix this, I'd be a much better customer. <laughs> you know, I always appreciate that. <laughs> you know, tell me, don't tell my friends how bad I am tell me and I, maybe I got a chance to fix it. So yeah, just absolutely. good communication, you know? So absolutely. anyway, well, listen, yeah. I got a bail on you. We're going to wrap it up right now. So this is uh, Frank coming from, from Georgia and Blairsville in his beautiful mountain home and, uh, and me out of my Seattle apartment. Uh, hey, thanks for listening everybody. Have a great day.